Yes, well, I would like to also just greet you all in the precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, gathering my thoughts a little bit this morning <clears throat> here with everything that was shared. It's been a blessing already to hear um, the Word of God and maybe need to retitle this message a little bit. It may be um, to my thoughts of pulling this together of, of, of the evangelizing and things that we was talking about um, seems to deal a lot with our attitude or our mindset. And so maybe that should be our mindset or attitude, maybe the, the message of, <clears throat> of today. Um, you can just keep that in mind. But <clears throat> would the uh, question I, I had, we can, you know, we can read what Jesus said, told, told them there of the Great Commission there in Matthew 28. Um, those couple verses at the, at the end, or 18, 19, um, you know, there was, the, there was um, in verse 16 it says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee and to the mountains where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some had doubted. So there was worship taking place there. And in 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then he says, Go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So, the verses that, you know, referred as a great commission that we all um, can, need be uh, partakers um, of that great of that great, great commission. Um, commission. You could say, go therefore and teach, um, baptize, teaching them to observe what Christ has, has told us. And so, um, <clears throat> thinking back of even the verse where it says there in the scriptures that we had last Sunday and this Sunday in John 4 there, where it says it's must needs that he goes through Samaria, you know, to show the Samaritans or bring that message and um, introduce that woman to Christ and introduce those people from that city that came out there to show them um, worshiping in the truth and in the spirit. You know, that was must have been written for our day today too, right? We just needed that this morning, didn't we? We needed to hear and understand that we don't have a monopoly on, on all that in, 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 in any way, shape, or form. <clears throat> so the question I had, I guess, um, are you a disciple? Of something? Are you a disciple? If you are, if you are a disciple, what does that what does that entail? What is that? Would you call yourself a disciple? And um, <clears throat> or are we just followers? You know, Jesus made twelve disciples. Later, he called them apostles. But we read many places where he went out onto the mountain, or he went out into the desert place, and Thousands follow him. Is there a difference be, be, between bring, being a follower, uh, just calling ourselves followers of Christ? We, we are, you know, we are his children, so forth. And would we call ourselves a disciple? <clears throat> and so, just looking into that a little bit, what is? So here's where the 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 blessing, I guess, of of God's Spirit working within each and every one of us that. <clears throat> The thought came to thing to me that that even the the point of 
being a disciple of Christ and what set the disciples apart would have been their attitude and their mindset. Tremendously. And so um, the, the scriptures that I want to read, I guess, in relating to this um, is Luke chapter 5. And so if you want to, let's stand and, and uh, stretch our legs a little bit here. And we can, uh, we'll read the first 11 verses, I think, in Luke chapter 5. <clears throat> giving us, um, bringing into a play a, a, a couple key verses here that maybe show us um, some things that we can learn and need in our life as far as being a disciple or the mindset that they had. <clears throat> um, so, you know, in, in, the, in the chapter before there, in verse 4, he says, he said unto them in verse 43, in Luke 4, 43, said, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. And then chapter 5, it says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and, and were washing, washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and, he taught, and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drought of fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the son of Zebedee, which were partakers with Simon. And Jesus said unto, the, unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all, and they followed him. <clears throat> you may be seated. <clears throat> so, <coughs> in the Great Commission, you know, Jesus was charging, talking to his apostles and telling them, that they should make disciples out of all nations. <clears throat> and he also taught them that not only just to make disciples, but they should observe or to tell the people, to teach the people to observe the things that he had commanded them to do. <clears throat> so again, the question, are, are, am I a disciple of Christ? <clears throat> so in this passage, we see that, that um, he was specifically, you know, had uh, used Simon's boat there and was, was uh, talking to him and sharing with him, teaching the people. And we also see that, uh, that these people were fishing all night. It seemed like they did their fishing at night, and they were there at the seashore in the morning, and they were mending their nets, and they had caught nothing that night before at all. And he used the ship, and then he told them, you know, simply to, to launch out, go out where the water is deeper, and let down your nets. <clears throat> let it down. And he did. Simon did. He said, the key word here, I think, or the attitude 
and the mindset that we need as followers or as disciples of Christ. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. If you say so, I will. It doesn't make sense. You know, but I won't argue. I will simply do it. I will, I will follow that. Um, what did a carpenter, as they knew Christ, what did he know about fishing, you know, to tell these experienced men that had fished most of their life and made their living at that to do it? But he said, I will. Nevertheless, you know, I'm not sure what the other, some of the other translations would read like that, but simply the word nevertheless, you know, I, I, won't, I don't question it. I will simply do it. I think that's, that's probably a key in all of our relationships and fellowships and that makes a difference in our homes, our marriages, our families, our communities, our workspace. You know, if someone asks you and you can simply just say, I don't, don't make sense, but I will. Nevertheless, so that is that is huge. I think so. Maybe the message is more on 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 attitude. <clears throat> we see the attitude that Peter had there. Peter was willing. He was willing to do what the Lord had asked him, what He had commanded him to do. <clears throat> and it was very simple. This was not asking much. He said, "Just go out, let down your net." He didn't say much of anything. He didn't say it was not a it was not a whole list of instructions, you know, do it this way or that way, or make sure you pull, pull on it right and get it spread out, you know. <clears throat> you know, do you, do you actually think that Peter thought in his mind that it was going to do any good? Would we, would we think that Peter was thinking this is, going to, this is going to do any good at all? No, I doubt it. He was human just like, like me and you. And yet, nevertheless, he says, <clears throat> he had been fishing all night. He caught nothing. Wouldn't a fisherman know more about a carpenter? <clears throat> but nevertheless, is what he said in Luke 5.5. 5. <clears throat> it, it, it defied all common sense, you know. <clears throat> but if we go to the next couple of verses and from 6 to 8. What was the result? What was the result? And this was, you know, this was a, a miracle, you could say. It was also a physical example of Jesus teaching them. And, you know, at the end of 10, he said, don't worry about these fish. From now on, you're going to catch men. You're going to spread the gospel. You're going to share the word of God. You're going to, and people are going to. And that's what happened when the lady, when, when the woman from Samaria, you know, married five times or five different men and went back and told the people, you know, when they come out and seen it, how many people were there? How many people came? How many people believed? On Jesus then at that point in time. <clears throat> the end result of simply doing the Lord's work. It was more than two boats could hold. Um, and the other thing was, what happened to Peter there? What was Peter shown? What was shown to him? And I think that happens to us too. You can say, you, we, we think like John shared, sometimes we have, we want to share and we see people come to Christ, but then we want to make them look just like us. Or follow everything that I know and do. You know, and yet, when they don't, and, they, and you still see the miraculous power of God changing and becoming part of their life, what does it do? 
I think it, do, it does the same thing that it did for Peter. It showed his undoneness. It showed Peter that, you know, what did he say? He said, I'm a sinner. Depart from me. He wanted Christ to even go away from him. For I'm a sinful man, O Lord. He was astonished that this could even happen and take place. So I think these are all lessons, you know, that we can learn from, from Scripture in our own life, in our own walk, in our own dealings and working with, with people that we um, are around, the people that we engage with, the people that we come in contact with, you could say. Lots of times, those connections probably may defy common sense. It doesn't make sense, you know. <clears throat> so he laid down that net, you know, um, and they, 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 they walked away from that, and they became uh, partners, disciples of Christ. <clears throat> you know, he reassured Peter. He, he gave Peter um, <coughs> um, you know, he told him to fear not. Um, that that he would make him fishers of men, and we know and can can read if we go back in Luke, um, the some of the things you could say that 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 Peter left or James and John, you know, at the same time that they were there and their father Zebedee was there, that um, they they forsake all, they left all, and they have to follow him, so. Obedient to Christ's commands. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, yeah, Luke 4, just, just a chapter back there, Luke, Luke 4, verse. Uh, this is just, again, the truth of God's word. I think we know these things. But Luke, Luke 4, verse 38 says, And he arose out of, the, out of the synagogue, and he entered into Simon's house, and Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. <clears throat> so, so Peter had a wife, you know, and he forsake, he, you know, even forsake that to follow Christ, to go, to go with him. <clears throat> um, there was an example, I don't know, uh, in the time frame um, that happened before this boat issue or after, before or after, but as it, you know, the scriptures are not all in um, correlation to each other, I guess, as, as in time. <clears throat> so, um, James and John in Matthew 4, verse 21 and 22, it tells us that uh, where they were, when Jesus called them, um, just to give another example, though, if we read in, in Matthew 4, verse 7, Verse 18, <clears throat> well, verse 17 just says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw two other brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship, with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them. 
And they immediately left the ship and their father, and they followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people. And his fame spread, you know. Um, he was, and there, like verse 25 says, and there followed him great multitudes of people. You know, obviously those people were not all disciples, but they followed him from all those areas. And they became believers or became disciples of Christ. <clears throat> the results of doing the Lord's work, you know, the Lord called them to it, you know, in Luke 6, Luke chapter 6, verse 13 and 14, then we read as we go forward from Luke 5 there. He tells us that, uh, <clears throat> find the verses here. So <clears throat> they was about to, the mob was about to figure out what they wanted to do and how they was going to, to uh, destroy Christ in verse 10. Um, Verse 11, they were filled with madness and communed one with another, what they might do unto Jesus. Then verse 12, Luke chapter 6, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them he chose twelve, and whom he named apostles then. And here's where you know, he called out Simon, who he named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew. Um, Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, and Judas, he called Judas too, and James, which was also, the, um, which was a, and Judas Iscariot, which was also the traitor. Um, <clears throat> so it's just, you know, he called them to a, to a service. He called them to do, become more than just fishers of men. <clears throat> And he also, at the end of Luke there, in Luke chapter 22, um, he tells them that, <clears throat> the end of Luke chapter 20, yeah, the, toward the end of Luke chapter 20, no, not toward the end, verse, uh, verse 28, I think. On down a couple there. They was arguing who was going to be who was going to be the greatest among them. Um, and in verse 28 he says, Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations, and I appoint unto you a kingdom, as my father has appointed unto me. This was the reward of being a disciple of following Christ, that they, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Right after that, he, said, he told him that Satan desired to have him sifted as wheat. But he prayed for him that his faith would not, would not fail. And when thou art converted, he said, strengthen thy brethren. <clears throat> More lessons that can, be, you know, that can be taken or can be learned from that. But he has appointed us a kingdom. He has appointed us a place where we can eat. And sit and drink at a table in his kingdom. Um, <clears throat> as, as a reward, as a result of being his disciple, of following him. And it all started, you know, we, if you follow 
the, the history or example of Peter, he was far from perfect. But, you know, it all started back there in Luke 5 where he said, nevertheless, I will. You know, he was not perfect by far. Um, Satan did tempt him. He did try him. He did deny Christ. Yet, the attitude was still there. The attitude of, nevertheless, at your word, I will. <clears throat> the willingness, you know. <clears throat> we may not understand why, but if there's a willingness to do what God asks us to do, then the rewards will also be there <clears throat> for us. <clears throat> you may not think that you're able. You may not think, we, we may also feel like Peter. You know, it's like, no, not me, Lord. I, I'm, just a, I'm just a sinner. Who did he call, though? Who did he call? <clears throat> um, if you go back to Luke chapter 5, verse 32, he tells us this. He said, I came. Um, <clears throat> well, in verse 31, And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know, his call to Peter at that time, when he said to let down his net and to show him um, his need, was simply to call Peter to that point of repentance where he acknowledged that. <clears throat> so each and every one of us, you know, there's no excuse you could say saying, oh, God would never call me or God would never you know, talk to me. Because yes, it says he didn't come for those that don't need a doctor. He came for those that need help and are seeking him. <clears throat> In Well, another verse on that in 1 Corinthians 6. Um, he tells us this in, in 1 Corinthians 6, chapter, um, yeah, chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Um, again, the Word of God says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? But not, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. He's telling us all that, all that evil, all those things that, that, that pertain to mankind, you could say. And then he says in verse, verse 11, he says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God, he tells us. <clears throat> you could say, even of, of the lowest of rankings of all the names that, that we named off there, um, we were such, but no longer, if we come to Christ. <clears throat> And as we, as we heard, like probably the biggest stumbling stone that we have in our life that comes in that is the four-lettered word self. Um, <clears throat> we can look at Luke uh, 14.
Jesus gave the example there in Luke 14, verses uh, 16 down, where he um, gave them a, a, a parable. Um, he said, A certain man made a great supper, and he bade many to come. He sent his servant at supper time to say to them that they were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. And we have all these excuses here. The first said, I bought a piece of ground. I must needs go and see it. I pray thee that have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. I must go to prove them. Pray me have excused. Another said, I have married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. So the servant came and he told the Lord this. Then the master of the house, being angry, said unto his servant, You go out quickly into the streets and out the lanes in the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. You know, it's not full. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways, the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. <clears throat> So we can see there, you know, that uh, that Jesus was giving us an example that he must come first before our work, before self, before our family, before um, before the personal possessions that we have, whatever it may be, if we are to be a disciple of his, to follow him. <clears throat> I think it's in Luke 18. That we have then also that um, he tells us here in verse uh, 28. Again, he's talking to Peter directly. Well, this was, he just give he give the example of he said it's easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And when they heard it, they said, "Who can be saved?" And he said, the things which are impossible with man, with men, are possible with God. And then here's Peter again. And Peter says, you know, obviously he, you know, he says, lo, we have left all. We have followed thee. You know, that's like, that's like self coming up. We did all this stuff. We, we followed thee. And what did he tell Peter? And he said unto them, verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or parent or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. <clears throat> he went on there and he said, he took the, unto him the twelve and he said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem that all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. <clears throat> he shall be delivered to the Gentiles, shall be mocked, spitefully entreated and spitted on. They shall scourge him and put him to death and the third day he shall rise again. <clears throat> As, um, you know, right before that, he just told them that that anybody that forsakes all to follow Christ, don't worry, there will be, there is an eternal reward of life everlasting <clears throat> in the age to come, eternal life. So, <clears throat> so being his disciple, here are things you can say that sometimes we do, or that we we want to do, and that we follow God's word. You know. Did baptism make perfect sense to you all? Or did you just say, nevertheless? Jesus asked us to do this, asked us to be baptized in his name, and we said, nevertheless, I will. You know, there, there's, there's an attitude. 
You let yourself. You desired to. You wanted it. You know, that's just something you say, maybe God asked you something to do, and you could question that and say, it don't make sense. You know that water that they poured on my head? It didn't wash my sins away, did it? it, it but it was obedience. It was like Peter. Nevertheless, I will. Um, you know, I don't think it'll work, but nevertheless. What about laying up treasures in heaven? Y'all doing that? Does that make sense? How do you do it? I don't know exactly. But if we follow God's word and, and our attitude, mindset is simply, don't, I will, nevertheless. We, we do things for each other, and we don't know. We don't see that, that, it, that it's laid up there. But he, t- but he tells us that. He tells us that when we um, love our brother as ourself, when we do unto others as we would have them do unto us, when we do these things and we, we follow those commands, there's treasures in heaven for us. I guess I can give scriptures for some of these. If, um, let's see. Luke chapter 12. Um, he gives an example here in Luke chapter 12 of, of the two... Uh, in verse 15, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesses. And then he spoke the parable of them of, the, of a rich man. His ground brought forth plenty. And this guy was talked within himself. He said, what, what should I do? I don't have enough room for this all. He said, I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barn. I'll make them bigger. Um, that way I have a place for all my fruits and all my goods. And then he's going to say to his soul, take it easy. You know, uh, eat, drink, and be merry. But what did God say to him? In verse 20, he says, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose things, who shall those things be which thou hast provided? Is, so is he that layeth up treasures for himself, not rich towards God. Um, <clears throat> therefore, then he tells them to take no thought of their life, to take no thought of what the, their body, what they shall put on. Life is more important than meat. The body is more important than raiment. Consider the, 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 the ravens, you know, consider the lilies. Um, and uh, God is able to provide and take care of those things. You know, he comes to that verse uh, 31. He says, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And he says, fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom in verse 32. So <clears throat> laying up treasures, you know, and, t- and com- commanding us and asking us to seek the, first seek the kingdom of God. Does it all make sense? It doesn't. <coughs> he also tells us to not forsake the assembling ourselves in Hebrews, you know, in coming together and worshiping God in, again, in truth and in spirit. He also tells us to um, about doing communion. You know, we take communion services, and you could question that if you want to and say, does that really all make sense, or do we just say, God's, you know, Jesus give us an example. He said, you do it in remembrance of me, and our attitude is like, I want to. Nevertheless, let's do it. Let's, let's, have, let's take communion. <clears throat> he tells us to sing and worship the Lord. Um, you know. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> he also tells us in, in 1 Corinthians 15, um, 
Let's read 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57 and 58, I guess. Paul had come there to the end of um, his life and talking about the corruptible and the incorruptible. He talked about death. He talked about the sting. He talked about the grave. And uh, where is the sting of death? And then in 57 and 58, he tells us this. You know, we can take these words to heart. He said, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whatsoever you do, whatsoever thy hand finds to do, that you do it heartily as unto the Lord, it is not in vain at all. Your labor is not in vain. <clears throat> and that that reward that we have in, again, Matthew 25, 6. What does he say there? <clears throat> Matthew 25, 34 says, And then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you, from the foundation of the world. And he gives example. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. Naked, you clothed me. Sick, and you visited me. Prison, you came unto me. Then shall the righteous say, When? Answering him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered, and fed thee thirsty, and gave thee drink, and saw thee a stranger took thee in, naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison, and came unto thee, and then the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Is that a treasure that's laid up in heaven then? You know, then shall we say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you are cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and for his angels. So <clears throat> we can see, you know, that great is a reward, the inheritance of the kingdom. And it started out in the example of Peter. Um, in that ship, when Christ asked him to go out there, let down your net, um, he didn't tell them they was even going to catch any fish, but he just told them, let down their net. And, and Peter said, nevertheless, at thy will. <clears throat> just, uh, you know, just going back over this just a little bit, I guess, I think that's about all that I have to share for the day. Um, open for testimony and sharing. Bring forth what comes to your mind, I guess, in all this, that, you know, first we, we take notice of the mindset of Peter there, of, of his disciples, and uh, he gives us a, that example. We can see it, and we see the results of it, and asking us then, do I have that mindset? Am I willing? And is this, is it our attitude that we have in life <clears throat> against or that we carry with us is that attitude nevertheless at your word I will so I'm just going to open it up for whoever wants to share
on the the things of names, disciple, I mean disciple or the uh uh power apostle or whatever. Uh, I thought about you know the different things he calls us as we're we're ambassadors. We are also agents in salvation. And uh, he tells us we're a light, we're a salt. I have never Uh, 